Happy Wednesday morning. Welcome to another episode of Media Monsters with Danny Galvez. And Jeremy Schweifels. Rawr. <laughs> I guess that's what a media monster sounds like. I don't know. What's yours sound like, Jeremy? I don't know what mine sounds like because my character is more all digital. So, like, do digital robots robots rawr? I don't think so. It'd probably be more like rawr. It would if it made a noise, it probably wouldn't be like that. It'd be like uh, something that C3PO would make. Like that would be something like that. We'll work on it. Scanning, 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 (laughs) rerouting, rerouting. (laughs) It's great. Speaking of rerouting, we're going to talk about some other media monsters today on this conversation. And Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about streaming services. And by streaming services like Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, Paramount Plus. Pecan. How many are there now? Danny, I remember still getting my CDs. Yeah. Not CDs, DVDs from Netflix in the mail. And then we had to mail them back. And now yeah, we that, just have it at the flick of a button. We have to, we used to have to go to Blockbuster to get our videos. Like I remember when Blockbusters were still around, right? Or the local video store with a VHS and you could rent the rewinder. Yes, yes, because otherwise they would charge you like a buck or two. And you're like, no, I'm not paying two dollars to rewind it. <laughs> right? Yes, there's only a 99 cent rental. I'm not paying two bucks to rewind it. <laughs> it's like I'm not paying for a gallon of gas to rewind my VHS. That's way too expensive. Right? <laughs> I mean, it's like back in the 90s. I think gas was like 99 cents on average. Like, believe it or not, it was. So, it was. I only remember that because I had a Geo Metro, and it had a 10 gallon tank and it was always 10 bucks for me to just fill up. I thought, man, this is great. I was like, I'm rich. You know? Now it's 30 bucks to fill that same tank. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You know, the streaming services have gotten out of control and I have a lot of them. I've got Hulu. I've got, um, I've got Paramount. I've got HBO. And what they've started to do, which is very interesting is they have begun to form conglomerates, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you can see it. You can see, Spotify doing it. You can see Xbox, same thing. I mean, there, you have all of these services. You can stream pretty much anything and everything. You want to fight? Remember back when they had pay-per-view? Yeah. They used to do pay-per-view. You could pay, you know, $49.99, watch the fight. One person would buy it and everybody would come and pitch in. And I never, I think I went to one fight like that. I had to pay like 10 bucks to get in on the streaming service. And, you know, <laughs> it was, I forgot what it was. It was like they would broadcast it directly to your home, which I think in, if you think about it, I've been looking at a lot of sci-fi lately and, you know, the foretelling like iRobot watching that with Will Smith, there's a lot of foretelling clues that have been left to the technology that was available at the time that they could write about. And it made sense. Right. Right. And, and I would see that and go, man, maybe they were just doing one big test when they would stream these fights to our home and test, do all kinds of tests. Yeah. And the crazy thing is we paid for it. (laughs) They're like, we're going to run a test, but you're going to pay us to do this test. (laughs) So it's, it's amazing all the data that they've collected. The challenge with that is, and there's also an opportunity. There's always challenges and opportunities with anything you do, Mm -hmm. especially as it pertains to media, especially as it pertains to a creative thought or proprietary or intellectual property. And we always think, well, I'm the most brilliant person in the world, right? Not everybody can be Elon Musk. Not everybody can be, you know, 
Nikolai Tesla. Chances are, if you had a thought about something, chances are somebody else thought about it too, somewhere around the world, maybe in multiple locations. It's the law of abundance. I'm really excited. So let's let's talk about some of the challenges with with having conglomerates in streaming services. That's an interesting question. Yeah, it is, isn't it? And they're just and they're and they're just growing bigger constantly and stacking on top of each other. They really are. I mean, if you think about it, Disney is a standalone, works for people that are in families, but they're leaving other people out there, right? Not everybody has a family. Not everybody's always going to be raising kids, mm-hmm. right? Our kids are in their upper teens, in their early 20s. They're not going to continue to like Disney Plus is not, you know, it's not an attractive offer for guys like us. Right. Right. Unless you're a Star Wars fan or a Marvel fan, then you're good. That's right. Which was very clever of them doing that, right? Right. So they're like, well, no matter what, maybe we'll capture that demographic, whether their kids age out or not, we'll still have the parents. Right. One thing I did notice with like Netflix and Hulu and things like that, HBO, they've consolidated services to the point where they've been able to like Paramount. You can get movies that were just released by Paramount under that blanket, that umbrella. Mm -hmm. But you can't get them on the other ones. No, you can't. So now you've got eight subscriptions at $14.99 a month. (laughs) And you look up and go, man, I should have just got cable. Cable would have been better. (laughs) Because for how many years we said, oh, I'm not going to have cable. I just have Netflix. (laughs) But now you have Netflix and all of the other ones. And so... Now you're probably paying more than you were if you had the best cable package. That's right. Yeah, it's amazing too. A cable package is getting to the B where it's almost a car payment, right? You could have a really decent car. So right. yeah, I mean, we don't it's amazing. Pay for those. No, you don't want to pay for those. So as far as like controlling that, and and maybe I'm I've got my tinfoil hat on with this one, but it's controlling the narrative and the message, right? Of the masses. How do you do it? You go to all the media channels. They did it with radio right back in the 40s or you know when radio was out they'd be like hey gather around the radio kids it's story time and they used to do you know they used to do radio stories they would do soap operas for the radio it was one of the things that brought me into radio i loved it i was like oh this is great theater of the mind it's wonderful you can be anyone on the radio right right and then they did the same thing with tv shows they brought everyone around the tv show and everyone was watching that show because it was what was going to come next. That's right. And now it's gotten to a point too, where if you're watching the programming, there are a few consistencies in all of the programming. If you look at it, any show on Netflix, any show on HBO, right? Look at the themes, look at the shows that they talk about. One year it's werewolves, one year it's werewolves and vampires. Then it's like, oh, we're going back to the Amish country, right? They're going back to, you know, mustaches of the old West and, you know, mm-hmm. now they're infusing aliens into it. So there's there's like a it's almost like a mashup between, you know, sci-fi and the old west and things of that nature. And other years, it's more, you know, stargazing. It's more geared towards true sci-fi or thrillers. If you just watch, there's a pattern inside of the media that we're watching. And it goes year to year. It's almost like they sit down. They have a big planning meeting and go, guys, this year, werewolves are in and dolphins are out. Right. No more laser shooting dolphins. Those are not going to be hidden. Like we did our focus groups and those just aren't going to fly this year. People don't care about laser shooting dolphins. They don't. 
right? I think it's really interesting because I was just looking at movies in the theater last week, right? Because that used to be the thing. Like you're waiting for the new releases of the month or the new release of the week. Like it's not happening. And most, I would say 80% of movies in theaters now are stuff that's already been released one, two, three, 10 years ago. And they're bringing them back to replay because people just aren't going to it as often. But I don't think the big studios are releasing and producing those big blockbuster Mm -hmm. style movies anymore because Netflix has their own studio. Hulu has its own studio. Disney has its own studio. And so they're producing their own movies and then they keep them inside their space. Which is fantastic. And that leads to the opportunities that are available. You know, this podcast is called media monsters and we'd do a disservice to you if we didn't kind of pull back the curtain on some of this stuff. And a lot of this we're learning too, especially as it pertains to you now have the power and we now have the technology and the technology is at the place where we can actually make the investment instead of buying a second house or vacation home. Maybe you start your own studio locally, Mm -hmm. right? What do you do with your own studio? You have a lot of entrepreneurs that use video people, right? Podcast studios. There's a multitude of possibilities. Hey, I need a, I need a place where I can just shoot this promotional advertisement that I can put on social media. Fantastic. I've got a space. Right. And it makes it attainable to small businesses and entrepreneurs because you're not paying big Sony studios or Warner Chapel studio level pricing because it could be in your home. It could be in a, in a commercial space that's sectioned out into multiple studios. That's right. And, you know, this reminds me of a story. You probably appreciate this, too. It's called The Chosen. And it started off as a YouTube series and it was funded completely by donations and i'm talking high level high quality it was the story of jesus and they were going through a lot in that they were going from i think from the point that he was before he came into the world and it was amazing it was amazing and i'm not trying to be religious i'm just giving it as a as an example for you so that you understand you know the magnitude of what's possible out there and probably the first whole season The director would go on, he'd speak for about 15 to 20 minutes. He was kind of explaining the story, talking about the actors and actresses that they had sourced from overseas. And and it was amazing to see that happen. I remember when they had gotten picked up, they just got picked up by Netflix or by Prime. And it's amazing because the man had a vision. He had a lot of faith and he was willing to do the work. The logistics of putting a movie together let alone rewriting scripts and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. They're tremendous. And this man was very, very involved in this whole process, but he was able to take a simple concept, go against the grain of what we know is traditional, which is, Hey, if you want to make it on the big screen, you have to go to Hollywood, California. That's no longer the case. Mm-mm. You don't have to wait on the big studio execs. Guess what? Like they're peeling back everything on those people. Right. And when you look at that, you go, there's got to be a different way. There has to be a better way. Am I qualified to do this thing? I bet you that you could write, produce, and direct your own show. You absolutely can. Yeah, you can. I mean, it's possible. You can have your own studio. You can get together with 10 of your friends and say, hey, let's go rent a space. 
depending on where you live, it might cost you 100 to 200 bucks a month each. Mm-hmm. Now you all have a shared space where you can go in and create content. You can monetize it, right? Now you've got some credibility. Start making money, you can expand. Now you get into a bigger space, right? So that movie that you wanted to make or that documentary you wanted to make, it's possible. You can make it. Now, you don't need a physical space to do it. You know, a lot of us work from home, remote, but it is possible today to have your very own media company, your very own streaming service, and it's being done. We have a friend. She's got her own radio station. A couple of our friends have their own radio stations. Mm-hmm. It's a streaming service. And they have their own shows, and they're producing their own shows. Mm-hmm. And they get to control their own message. No boss, nobody telling them what to do, nobody telling them where to go and what time to be there. I mean, you're in the middle of a show right now. It's the right. Media Monsters show. That's right. It's its own series. That's right. And I got to tell you, there's a lot of stuff that we can talk about, but we know you got stuff to do. We don't want to hold you up. So we appreciate you joining us this week. Make sure if you're not connected with us on Facebook, we have a Facebook page, Media Monsters. Make sure you check that out. Make sure you follow Monumental Voice Media. Shout out to them. And uh, Enticing Media, too, for producing our podcast episodes as well. Perfect. Thank you, Enticing Media. And if you're not watching this on YouTube, make sure to search for us at Media Monsters 1111 so you can watch this show as well. That's a wrap. Until next week, like, subscribe, share. Give this to someone else as a gift this week. Let us know what you think about the most invigorating new show on your favorite streaming service. Hit us up in the group. 